All right, good morning. Hey, thanks for joining me today on this YouTube plus Quora Live where I answer questions that are posed by entrepreneurs and give my answers in an attempt to try and make um, some interesting content for entrepreneurs to listen to. I know there's a lot of content being produced for entrepreneurs today. My specialty happens to be in helping entrepreneurs build valuable businesses. And so uh, I do this once a week to try and find questions that I think are going to add a lot of value to an entrepreneur's life. So uh, YouTube Live, thanks for joining. I, I see you there. Um, hello. If you are uh, listening to this on the podcast after it's gone live, then I really appreciate you tuning in. I, I appreciate that uh, you would take some time to listen to this in hopes that it would have some value for you and your business. And so I've got a handful of questions I'm going to answer. And uh, let's start right away with um, a news announcement, actually, that was made yesterday. Remington, which is a uh, manufacturer of, of uh, semi-automatic rifles and other uh, weapons and, and um, uh, bullets and that sort of thing. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert in, in uh, all things guns, but um, they have filed for bankruptcy because of what's been happening in the marketplace. And so the question uh, that's posed here is, is it a good decision for banks to provide rescue financing to Remington? thought this was a great question because um, even though Remington's bankrupt um, or they're, they're, they're filing for bankruptcy, uh, um, there's nothing, and this is because of consumers who have changed their minds about what they think of this business, but you know what, that happens all the time. That happens to entrepreneurs, big businesses, little businesses, uh, small businesses, and uh, I've seen it over a couple of decades where any business that's in trouble thinks that financing is ultimately going to be what saves them. And um, it's never a good idea, in my opinion, it's never a good idea to borrow money if you don't already have an idea of what the future is going to look like. Because borrowing money is really taking the, the results of the future into today and using them to get a better result than you could have gotten if you would have just let things unfold normally. So providing, and the, and the challenge is, is that um, I would make the argument that if you are borrowing money to save your business, you have almost ensured that it isn't going to be successful because financing needs to be serviced, um, meaning you've got to make payments on that financing. That financing generates interest and many businesses are not are just simply not in the position to afford that interest because their margins on their product are not high enough. That means that even if they were to borrow the money, they don't really have a place to bury the cost of interest because Typically, they're in a competitive marketplace, which means they can only charge so much for the prices or sorry, for the products or the services that they offer. And so if you can't increase your prices, the only other opportunity you have is to reduce your costs um, to somehow afford the interest that's going to be due on that financing. And so it's not always um, it's not always a good idea to consider using financing to save your business. The better idea is to uh, first identify what the problem is and can it be fixed? Meaning, do we need a new product? Do we need a new service? Do we need to cut our costs? Do we need to maybe re-examine how we do things so that we're more efficient? So that if we can't charge more for our products or services, then at least we can change how we're spending money. Um, those are some of the places that you're gonna wanna start before you go down the road of securing financing. Now, financing is used to help distressed companies. No question about it, it happens all the time, every day. However, 
most times in my experience, because I do work directly with entrepreneurs, small and medium sized businesses, financing isn't always the preferable way to go. It isn't always the best way to go. And sometimes it ensures that your business isn't going to be successful. And this is the case when a business can't increase its prices and really can no longer reduce its costs. Now, if your business can do either one of those things or both of those things, uh, then financing could simply facilitate a means to an end for you, in which case it does make a lot of dis uh, it can make a lot of sense uh, to borrow money if you find yourself in a tough spot. Now, whether it's a good decision for banks to provide rescue financing to Remington, I don't know. I'm guessing that um, probably not. Uh, it's probably better if someone just buys Remington's business, absorbs it into their existing business, and and gets it for probably a pretty good price and everyone walks away. Um, if Remington was able to come up with a different value proposition for the marketplace or better products or a better service or a better experience or something like that, then it probably does make sense to consider financing, but I'm not sure that that a company of that size is in a position to make those types of decisions or changes in their organization. And so it's probably just a business transaction. It's easier to, no pun intended, but put a bullet in it so that uh, everyone can move on to better things. But if you're running a business right now that's in trouble and you're considering getting financing, make sure you understand how the financing is gonna be used specifically, how you're gonna be able to afford it specifically, and most importantly, how are you going to pay it back? That's it, end of story. All right, next question, number two. How does one finance a buyout of another of other shareholders in a family business. So in this particular question, I can't really determine whether or not they're buying out um, other members of the family in the family business, because that could make Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, um, family functions that may be a little bit awkward. But if we speak to just the pure economics of it or the, or the pure business decision, how do you finance a buyout of other shareholders? There's a couple ways. One, you pay them cash. Two, you get a loan or three, you have them um, uh, carry their purchase price over time and pay them out with the profits that you would earn from having their positions. So first one's pretty straightforward. If you've got the cash, give it to them, get the shares. If you have a strong net worth or the business is pretty solid and a bank will consider lending against that, then borrow some debt and pay them out and make those debt payments over time with the profits that you would earn from now having a better position in the company. Or if it's possible and the best situation is to work out terms with the family member or the other shareholder that you're buying out. So you might say something like, I will buy your shares. I will buy 20% of your shares for the next five years out of the profits of the business plus a bit of a premium. And that is how, um, that's how I can afford to pay for what you're doing. So those are the three ways. Cash, get a loan, work out terms with the seller. You can also do a combination of any of those. So you might say, look, I'll put in a third of the cash. I've got a bank loan for the other third. And if you could give me the next couple of years to pay out your third, then I can get this deal done. So there's lots of different ways to do it. And whether you're buying out a shareholder in a family business or you're buying out a shareholder in any business, those are typically the three avenues that you can pursue and you can mix and match them accordingly. So again, pay cash, get a loan, work out terms with the seller, or do any combination of three, of the three. All right, third question. What are my best options for financing small business? Well, I would say that's a really, really broad question, 
The best financing for a small business is the financing that lines up with the need that the business has. And uh, that, that looks or sounds a little something like if you deliver service to your, <clears throat> your customers today, but you don't get paid for 30 days, but you have to pay your vendors in less than 30 days, then you're going to have a problem, right? Someone owes you $100, but you're not going to get it till next month, but you have a bill due today for $70. Well, where does the $70 come from? Well, because you're not going to get the 100 till next month. So the answer is that you get working capital for that or a line of credit. So that would be the best kind of financing for that particular need. Let's say that you run a business where you have equipment and you use that equipment to generate revenue. You're, uh, um, I don't know, you dig basements or you dig trenches or you pour concrete. Um, you need equipment in your warehouse, you need a forklift, something like that. So an equipment lease or an equipment loan from the manufacturer um, would probably be the best option for financing that need in your business. If it turns out, like I said in my last question, you want to buy out a partner or a shareholder or a stakeholder, well, then getting a, a term loan to buy out a partner would be the best option for financing that need uh, in your business. And then if you're looking to um, you know, um, grow the, the, your inventory um, because you have more demand than what your current stock in your warehouse allows for, then inventory financing would be the best option for financing that need in your business. So what are your best options? Well, your best options for financing really depend on what the need for financing is because you want to make sure that your need and the type of financing you get are really closely aligned because that's where the terms uh, or that's where the the terms and conditions of the financing tend to work out the best. So for example, if you have an equipment lease, there will be terms and conditions inside of an equipment lease that would be irrelevant um, if you were buying inventory with that same money. Uh, much like a line of credit is going to work better for uh, a business that's simply looking to bridge a hole in their cash flow versus using a line of credit to buy a piece of equipment. So. You want to make sure that whatever the reason you need the financing uh, for, whatever that reason is, that you find the option that best suits the need and then that's how you guarantee that you're going to be okay. Um, and remember, you always want to make sure you know why you need it, how you're going to pay for it, most importantly, how are you going to pay it back specifically. All right, last question. Uh, this is kind of a fun one. Um, but, I, but I think it speaks to a really important business point that every entrepreneur and small business owner should know about. And it is, what did Jeff Bezos mean when he said, your margin is my opportunity? So Jeff Bezos, founder, uh, CEO of Amazon, which uh, depending on who you talk to is in fact taking over the world, or I believe that <laughs> they're making a run at it. Um, but your margin is my opportunity, meaning, um, if all we're doing is competing on price, then that will be a race to the bottom because in order to gain market share, someone's always going to use price as the factor. And I learned this 20 years ago. It's probably one of the very first lessons I learned, which was price is the worst variable to compete on because it's the easiest variable to compete on. Meaning if I offer a product or service and the only thing that differentiates my product from the competitor is price, all my competitor has to do is price their product lower than mine and they get the sale. 
when you look at valuable businesses that are actually worth something where the entrepreneur is building real equity and real value that in the future could be sold or capitalized on what you realize is that they don't compete on price now there are exceptions to this such as walmart walmart um, certainly competes on price because they have already won the race to the bottom you couldn't start a walmart today and compete against them successfully the purchasing power their distribution network their uh, people, their training, all of that has contributed to them being able to offer the kind of pricing that they offer. So you wouldn't be successful today at racing to the bottom with Walmart because they're already at the bottom. But in most other businesses, whether you're a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, you provide a product or service to the marketplace, you are a professional service, all of, all of those things, if price is the only differentiator upon which you're competing, then that means it's an opportunity for your competitors to take market share from you. So that's what Jeff Bezos meant when he said, your margin is my opportunity, because all he will do is continue to drive the price down until such time as it's lower than his competitors can afford to drop it before they're now losing money. And so margin simply refers to, if I sell something for $100 and it costs me $50 to produce, my margin is $50. But if all of a sudden Amazon sells it for $40 and it costs me $50 to sell this, then that means every time, if I had to match Amazon, every time I'm selling it, I'd have to match their $40 price, which means if my cost was 50, I'm losing $10 every single time I sell something. So competing on price typically is the worst thing to compete on and uh, shouldn't even be considered a strategy as far as I'm concerned. What you should instead be focusing on is focusing on the opportunity to provide a better customer experience, which is what people are paying for today. And if that experience is really strong and is, and is different from your competitors, then you're going to win that business and not sacrifice your margin to do it because people will pay for things that are for experiences that are valuable, meaning if it adds value to their life by virtue of time, you're helping them make the most of their time. They will disproportionately pay more for that experience than someone who's not or a business that's not focused on that. So don't compete on price. I mean, sometimes you have to, but whether you're a mortgage broker and someone says, look, I can get you this rate for you know, 3.99%, someone else is gonna say, well, I can do it for 3.89%. And then someone else is gonna say, well, I can do it for 3.79%. So whether you're a mortgage broker, real estate agent, talking about commissions, I'll sell you know, the house and I'll reduce my commission to one and a half percent or 1%. Everything's a race to the bottom when it becomes about price. So you've got to figure out a way to switch the narrative, switch the messaging and have it be more about the experience and the value that is being represented by what is being paid for instead of allowing your customer to just focus on price. So that's what I've got for you today. I really, uh, really, this was, this was fun. Had a lot to do with financing. In fact, it looks like all four of these questions or three of them for sure had something to do with financing. And I hope that you found that helpful. Uh, again, I would encourage you to, to reach out to me if there's something that I can help you with. If you've got questions about making your business more valuable or you need some very specialized help to help you get over a problem uh, or take advantage of an opportunity, certainly would be happy to do that. I would encourage you. My one ask is that you interact with this content somehow, leave a content, uh, leave a comment, like it, share it, um, because once you do that, um, it has an opportunity to get in front of another entrepreneur that may be able to really benefit by what's been said here today. So anyway, thanks for hanging out and hopefully we see you next week.